Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like a race to see who can do that first. Right? Oh, that was that was a beautiful cacophony of sound. <laughs> Ooh, good use of the that's a twenty-five Thank cent you. word. Twenty-five Very. cent. I thought you were gonna say twenty-five dollar word. I feel like in, well, with inflation, I yeah, feel like okay. with inflation, we're up to we're up to twenty-five dollar words. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, well thank you. But back when I learned it. It was 25 cents. <laughs> 25 now, cent. now. Oh God. $25. <laughs> Andrea, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're it's homecoming weekend. Mm-hmm. We're right in the thick of it. Oh, um, yeah. My daughter Felicity has she's narrowed it down to three dresses. Oh, and I'm like, you only need one, but she does. She wants options, and so she still hasn't picked one. I, Got I refuse to go to the mall anymore. I'm like, you have you have plenty of great choices. I was yeah, yeah, but I know you know it's just uh, there's w- there is there are a few things that go worse than a mom and her teenage daughter going shopping for uh, some sort of a formal dress. Yeah. I feel like that really, <laughs> rarely does it, do you ever leave the mall and go, that was such a lovely time. Oh, I'm never. so glad we did that. <laughs> never. I mean, and this is a different world. Like, I sound so ancient, but like, no, now they, call, I know. they call it Hoko, not right, right, homecoming. Right, right, right. Right. And then like, Felicity's like, can we get a limo? Can we do? And I'm like, why? You don't need a, you're a sophomore and it's home. You don't need a limo. A limo? Oh, see, ours is not quite it, all it's that. It's not that but... fancy. I don't think it's that fancy. I think you save the limo for prom, like junior or senior year. That's how we did. I didn't have a limo till my senior, my senior prom. But um, now they, I, I don't know. I didn't, I'm not ordering a limo. Okay. I'm going to drive right, I'm not, myself. Right. Basically, okay. at the, right. At the end of I'm the day, the no one's getting a limo. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, so, we know what happens in limos. They, you know, terrible right, you, thing. It, you can get shot don't at. Don't let her right. go to Ed DeBevick's, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, Ed DeBevick's You never know. Yeah, it's just, that's it. Yeah. No <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> oh, Jody Sweeten, you are a cautionary tale. Oh, well, I've been told that before. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been it's been a little bit of a hectic week, but um, yeah, that's right. You're you're back in town briefly. Back in town, yeah. Back in town briefly, yeah, in town briefly and, and 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 kids are are being kids, and it's. I just, you know, I really wish uh, that life was like a Full House episode, and that Aww. and that within 24 minutes, the kids are like, you know. I was wrong and everything's yeah. better and you're like laughing again and it's great. And then you, you go out on a song. I, I really wish it was like that, but that's why not. this show is so popular. It's true. Right. We all it's, wish we lived we all, in this world. We all wish. Um, Cause real life is nothing like that. Like I've, no. I've, I've been holding grudges for years. Like they don't, <laughs> they're not resolved in 24 they're minutes. They're not resolved. No, certainly not 24 minutes. No. Right. Right. 24 <laughs> years later, you're like, yes. I think I'm ready to let it go now. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, uh, uh, you know, this one threw me off though, because we went a little. We, it was like a weird time jump, and we're there, we're, we're going to get is. to that. But There's it like was, time traveling happening. So I little did we know that Danny Tanner is also Doctor Who. So um, mm. yeah, it's th- that's what it is. He's Doctor the Who? Full House House. Now I don't know much about Doctor Who. I only know this secondhand through my best friend Celia, who is a huge oh. Doctor Who fan. Okay, but I believe the TARDIS, which is the little phone box that they use, oh, like the English-looking phone box, they go uh-huh. in, and that's like how like like a t- time travel portal. I'm gonna go oh. with the, the Full House house <gasps> is similar to a TARDIS in that when you step through it, it's like or Narnia, really. You step through okay. and and it exists in a space in which it absolutely could not and it changes changes shape and it's huge and all of that and i think that's i I didn't know that there was such a like sort of sci-fi fantasy uh full house crossover wow but i feel like i need to see the narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe wardrobe. yeah it's the the lion the witch the wardrobe and the the full house house and the full house house. together yeah exactly (laughs) I think you've hit on it's something. It's the alcove. The alcove is the actually alcove. the portal. Yeah, that's the portal. That's, that's yep. like, yeah, that's where you go, and everything <laughs> is is it's it's not real life. It's, it's not real life. No, no, it's like the Truman Show, but <laughs> no, I, you're on. See something. how many references we can make. Like, right, <laughs> it's like this. No, it's more like this. No, it's just like Full House. It's just like Full House. It's just Full House. Yep, yep. Uh, well, let's get into this week's let's episode. Let's do it. Um, let's do it. That was we're way overexcited. Why was I that excited? What? I was so. Who was that person that just came in and? Inhabited my body for five seconds. Because you figured out yeah. the key to Calm down, what we love Sweden. about you. Calm down. <laughs> Take a deep breath, Sweden. Here we go. Today, okay. we are... Oh, wait. Welcome back to How Rude Tanneritos. <laughs> if you're still listening, I'm Andrea Barber. <laughs> and I'm Jody Sweeten. <laughs> and today, we are discussing Season 1, Episode 12, entitled, Our Very First Promo. It first aired on December 17th, 1987, and it goes a little something like this. Members of the Tanner family are thrilled when they are chosen to appear in a local promotion at Danny's TV station, but their enthusiasm subsides when they discover show business is not as glamorous as they had thought. Mm. It's really funny watching this episode and also the the next one. Like, it's a very sort of meta- like self-referential thing talking about like the business. Oh, right. And it's just, right. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. this, yeah, this episode we're talking about like, you know, how to look like the perfect TV family while we're looking like the perfect TV the perfect family. family. Is it right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think about that, but yeah, this is very, it's very meta. 
and yeah. uh, very confusing. And, not, and by meta, we don't, but by also clarify to everyone under like 30 years old, oh, uh, we don't mean the Facebook app. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not, we're not referring to that. They're like, what is, right. why are they talking about Facebook? That didn't exist in the 80s. That's just, this is how we roll. Um, but yeah, this, big words this, today, guys, big words. Big words, lots of $25 words here today. <laughs> Feel free to add in your own. Yes. Uh, but yes, this episode is very meta. Uh, It was directed by Rich Carell. Love him so much. Um, It was written by Jeff Franklin, Lenny Rips, and Arthur Silver. And it was guest starring me. I know. Literally, when the the first scene came out and it was your face, I have to laugh. I'm not even kidding. I started clapping, sitting here by myself in the office. I'm like, ah! And then I was like, oh, my God. Calm down. What? There's no one here. You're not in the audience. <laughs> but I, I was so excited. It to is see a jump you. scare. It is a jump I, scare when I start the episode. And, and I was like, uh, hey! I was, oh my gosh. And yeah, it was your biggest I was fan. so relieved. I was starting to fear that maybe I had just imagined all of this, like all eight years. Because at this point, Janice right. Sweeten has gotten more airtime than me. So I'm happy to be back, happy to be opening the show. And, the, yes. Um, boy, in your is. yellow fabulous oh, outfit you were is... just a little ray of sunshine <laughs> <laughs> i think i wrote that down that exact sentence in my yep. notes as well so but we'll get i there. just wrote down that yellow outfit though <laughs> <laughs> oh yes the kimmy gibbler fashion has already begun oh yes <laughs> but i'm not the only guest star this week uh it is also guest starring belita moreno as ronnie gardner the tv lady and she's been in a ton of things uh gross point blank uh, the George Lopez Show, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Clear and Present Danger, and Perfect Strangers. Wow. I remember her on Perfect Strangers. You do? Weirdly. Oh. I think so, yeah. Okay. She, or maybe she's I'm very just, good. Yeah. No, she was great. Although I did, when I was like, Belita Moreno, is that is that Rita Moreno's like oh. younger sister? Oh. No, no relation. No. We would Belita have and Rita would be that, uh, awesome. That would be, if, if, I, if I ever have twins, that's Rita Belita Moreno. Rita Belita. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This poor woman. We're we're sorry, Belita. We apologize now. Belita um, Applebaum? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and the last guest star for this week is Courtney Ann Jang as Amanda. And I don't think she has any other credits because she's she was very young when she uh, appeared on this show. Uh, so we open in the garage. What? Why are we back in the garage? I yelled that out loud. I was like, what? Wait, yeah. What? I had to like rewind. I'm like, wait, are, am I on? Am I on the wrong episode? Like, yeah, what's happening? I thought I lost it. Now I have a question, though. Is okay. this was this how it was released? Uh, what? Oh, you know what it I mean. It must have been because I have. We have the or air did, dates. Or did they did did or well, the air dates are in consecutive order? Right. So but like, we don't know the happened? recording dates. That's what we I'm saying. I the recording the- dates we don't know. And you know what else? What. Now that I think about it, so this was episode 12, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. And didn't we do 13 episodes at first? Or we did oh. 10 and then got picked up for another 13 or something? So I wonder oh. if this was in the like, we'd already shot some things mm-hmm. and maybe this was in the weird transition when we got picked up, but we had to air something that we'd already shot, but then we went and we'd already transformed Joey's room. You know right, what I mean? Right. I don't know. It's I, like well, I don't. I don't have an answer for this. I can only guess. But um, you know, part I like of to the, make uneducated of, guesses. Part of the storyline is that Joey has to move out of the alcove. Right. Well, that's the thing. Is this feels like an episode that comes before before 
before Joey's place. the Joey thing, mm-hmm. and that it that it kind of starts setting up what happens in the next mm. episode where Joey's like off and you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit more of the like, yeah, we don't need you, right? So I think I think they just aired them out of order, or they aired this one. They aired them in a different order than you guys recorded them. Yeah. Which is not uncommon. It's not unheard of. No, but I think I think because of that, uh, I think that was one of those like big continuity, like, oh, mm. uh-oh. <laughs> this is a big one. This is yeah. a big continuity Yeah, because it literally, doesn't it, wasn't the last episode, Joey's, or no, two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. Yeah, I think it was two yeah. episodes ago. Yeah, so recent. It's very, very recent, recent. And jarring. Anyway. And very, it was very jarring. Like, it took like, me out wait, of this. what garage is this? Who's, huh? Right. What? It was, yeah, between that and then suddenly I appear, I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, I was like, we have gone, yeah, we have gone, yeah, I thought maybe we were in the Gibbler's basement. (laughs) I didn't know. You never know. Um, So DJ and Kimmy walk downstairs and DJ asks if Kimmy wants to stay for dinner. Kimmy, who is placing her trapper keeper in the basket of her bicycle. Yes. (laughs) Trapper keeper for the win. (laughs) This is so. I already have so many questions about this. Why do I need a bike? I live next door. Can't I just walk? And I, isn't isn't the fence like in the backyard? I have no idea why we're in the garage or why I need a bike. Like it's it's what four feet away. I'm also four feet tall. Like I don't maybe, know. Yeah, why. maybe it was. I, I don't know. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe you were going somewhere else. Uh, trying maybe, to find another family. Trying to, to find annoy. another family to leech off of. Maybe you were going. <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere that had a better dinner coming. I, I don't know. I don't know True. what Kimmy Gibbler's up to. I don't know. But I know that she is dressed in all yellow. That's all I, I know. Oh, I am a vision. I am a vision mm-hmm. in yellow. Not a nice vision, but I am a vision of head to toe in yellow, with well, a, including a headband. it was yellow pants, and it was, the, uh, it was like, a, like a, almost a hand-knit sweater, it looked like. Yeah, it yeah. did look very yeah. ugly and hand-knit. And that hue of yellow combined with whatever color my hair was that week. Because, mm, yeah, you know, they had to dye my hair. sort of a yellow color. Well, it was re- it was more reddish. Okay, in the first oh, episode was I was in, red. it was darker. Back in the back to school episode, they dyed it darker. But this episode, it looks like they dyed it redder. Hmm. So I don't know what we these were still fig- figuring out. Kimmy, what conversations she was gonna, were like? Yeah, yeah. yeah is she going to be a redhead? Is she going to be a brunette? We don't know. As long as she's not a blonde tanner, dif- right? I think we were trying to differentiate you from the three blonde yes. tanners. Right, right. So I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see when I appear again and what color maybe my hair that's is. Where you, maybe you were going to get your hair done. Maybe you oh. were going to get your hair dyed and you were like, let me take my trapper keeper and my um, bicycle with me to the hair salon. Kimmy Gibbler is so resourceful. She really is. She really is. <laughs> okay, so Kimmy says, maybe I'll stay for dinner. Um, she said, but what are you having? And DJ responds that Joey is cooking something in an earth tone, which... That's all my kids eat are things in like well, bland you know earth tones. Beige. Beige. Right, very right. beige. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, at least he's cooking. So, it's true. you know, Kimmy should be a little more grateful. So Kimmy says, pass. But if my dog Sinbad is hungry, I'll send him over. I think this is the one and only reference to Sinbad. Well, he was, it, it, it didn't end well for Sinbad with the ostrich. I'm just saying, I don't know if you've ever seen an ostrich, a full-size ostrich and a dog interact. It's... Not great. Not so, no, I think the ostrich won, clearly. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a dinosaur. Of course it's going to win. Or Sinbad never had a chance. <laughs> I'm so curious what type of dog Sinbad was. But Anyways, uh, Stephanie appears on the stairs and says, don't do that. I love Sinbad. Like, 
Hey, Sinbad is very oh. popular in the Tanner house, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so DJ is annoyed that Stephanie keeps following them around. Why do you keep following us? She asks. Stephanie responds, because you keep leaving me. <laughs> DJ promises that she will have a sisterly chat with Stephanie just as soon as Kimmy leaves. As Stephanie starts to exit, we hear a noise that resembles an animal wailing. Stephanie runs back into the room, claiming that she heard a monster. DJ tells her there's nothing to worry about. And Kimmy responds, although you do look like that kid in Poltergeist who got sucked up in the TV and said, they're back. The way you delivered that line, by the way, was so, it was like so obnoxious next door neighbor. (laughs) It was great. You were like, and then you're going to, it was like the kid that's like, and then you're going to get chopped to pieces. And then it was so hilarious. Oh I was just like, I was just selling it. I was, I terrified myself. Fun fact, um, I auditioned for Poltergeist. That's how old <gasps> I am. <laughs> I auditioned for the little girl in Poltergeist back in 1982. I was six years old. Oh, my God. And my older brother, Justin, auditioned for the role of the boy, the older brother. Whoa! And when he went into the audition room, he screamed so loud that everyone in the waiting room stopped, including, like, the secretaries. They were, like, everybody, like, put down their, right? you know, their, mouth, their computers or whatever, and they were just like, what the heck is going on? And Justin comes bopping out of the room. He's just like, how'd I do, Mom? You know, he had like, no you idea. terrified everyone. Terrified I mean, that's the, the point of a horror movie, though. Right. I, I, I can't believe he or I weren't cast immediately after that. So. I didn't, first of all, I didn't know that Justin ever auditioned for stuff. Oh, yeah. Amazing. My, my brothers were child actors for like at least a, a month. <laughs> like they were, they tried it out. Yeah. They tried it and they were like, nope. They fun. were like, forget about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God, I didn't know that. Wow. I mean, I Lucky for you, because didn't everyone that worked on that movie like wind up dying in yeah, some weird, tragic yeah. sort of way? So. I think that movie was cursed in more than one way. Yeah. So. See, yeah. you went from cursed movie to, you know, the cursed. power of Full House, which is, <laughs> has made us never age and uh, and still be here 700 years later. This, this explains a lot about my background. My therapist mm-hmm. will have a field day with this information. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline. Um, Go to the light, Caroline. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So, um, yes, I love this. I love this bit, not just because of my terrifying delivery, but because this is like our first Kimmy Stephanie yes. interaction, like the teasing of each other, the yep. like, throwing some shade at each other. It's the beginning of our frenemy shit. It's, it's the origin of the frenemy. This is our origin story right it's here. Our, yep. Yep. <laughs> A lot of origin stories here in the beginning. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure every one of our listeners can attest that we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And I carry around quite a few of them myself. I know when I bottle up my problems and emotions, it can start to have a negative effect in my day-to-day life. Therapy is my safe space where I can get things off my chest and figure out how to solve the things that are weighing me down. Seriously, therapy is an amazing tool to help you be the best version of yourself. And whether you're aiming to set new boundaries, something that is sometimes missing in our episodes, uh, (laughs) or learn positive coping skills, or learn to heal from trauma, therapy can help. With BetterHelp, all you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowRude today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HowRude. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we cut to the kitchen where Joey is cooking dinner and he's pretending to be a hibachi chef for Michelle, who's watching and laughing. Joey does the voices and pretends that the pepper mills are hibachi knives and Jesse enters the kitchen in his exterminator jumpsuit and exchanges to, some to hibachi get us out of that terrible joke that know, didn't age well. I'm like, this, this, yeah, let's just, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they exchange some pleasantries and Joey mentions that someone named Brianna called for Jesse. Another A name, Brianna. Oh my God, Brianna. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I want to look into, it feels like the, like the psychology of whoever is picking the names. I want to, I want to know, like, what is it about like girls with the NNA or like an A at the end of the name? Is it that they're diminutive? Is it that they're like, I, I don't know. It's I don't a. Know. No. Well, I'd love to deep dive into that, but not right now. But I would too. We're gonna, gonna have to ask Jeff Franklin sometime, and um, or maybe yeah, it's just Jeff. Like, you what know, were you thinking when you named these women? I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's like the Spanish language, how like the feminine forms of words end with a. That's what I'm so saying. Maybe... It's like it, it with a, like men sort of go like yeah. this. So maybe right. the men who are writing this show are just like, well, just slap an a on the end. That's right. a slap feminine an a. name. That's a girl, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's also very 80s. That sounds about right. <laughs> So Jesse explains that he terminated some of Brianna's termites, and Brianna wanted to thank him. So they came up with some ideas. 
I'm pretty sure that you can't uh, pay for exterminators with relations with relations <laughs> with with uh, yeah. I feel like that's that's not an even trade. I don't I don't know. Well. Well, it depends on how bad the infestation is. You know what I mean? Really. Look, if maybe her termites were terrible and she's like, I will do anything. anything. Right. And, you know, I mean, hey, Thanks. just a guy with a giant cockroach on his back. That's, you know, that is to me, I'm like, oh, God, that's what I think of. And I'm like, let me. Yeah. Just a giant cockroach on its back. On his back, rather. Well, both. Anyway. I can't. Just, I can't. Just stop talking. Like, because I can't with all the words coming out of your mouth right now like there's I, there's so many things i can't say that are going through my mind right now but you've oh, said you can them, you so. can <laughs> just gonna just have fun editing around us okay um anyway back to the Anyways, back, back to, to the, the cockroach to the- and brianna <laughs> <laughs> so thank god dj and stephanie interrupt this story and they um, <laughs> enter from downstairs they exclaim there's something horrible in the house and jesse test uh testing joey's cooking with the spoon responds you're telling me so Danny enters the kitchen, exclaiming that he has great news. Stephanie, who is relieved that he's home, hugs his leg. Which, by the way, I am literally as tall as Bob's leg. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, just, I, like not even up to his hip. Just grabbed right on, and it was like, "Hello!" Like, yeah. I just you didn't have to bend down or no, anything. No, you just no, grabbed it right was just on. just right there. Yep. <laughs> he tries to walk with you attached to his leg. It's just like he's got like an extra leg. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. DJ tells Danny that Stephanie thinks she heard a monster in the garage. But if you ask me, it was just a desperate plea for attention. Danny replies, DJ, stop watching Oprah and start doing your homework. How many times have I said that? (laughs) So as the family sets the dinner table, Danny reminds everyone that he has some great news. Danny explains that all of the TV news stations are fighting for ratings. So his station is putting together a special promo about each of their newscasters, and Danny was picked to be first. The family responds, not so enthusiastically. Then Danny announces that the entire family is going to be on TV with him, which prompts a huge cheer from There's everyone. There's the excitement. There right. we go. Everyone's There's selfish the and focused. What's in well, it for me? <laughs> I, I mean, that is really how a family dinner goes, isn't it? You're like, hey, this is great for me. And they're like, eh, and you're like, but you're going to get something too. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Woo-hoo. awesome. Right. That's living with teenagers, too. You know, that's how they respond. Uh, So the family starts to eat, but they are quickly grossed out by Joey's cooking. They decide that they should send out for pizza. And Joey responds, it is pizza. On what planet? I know. What kind of pizza is this that you eat with a spoon? (laughs) I've had a lot of pizza. I've I've had Chicago style. I've had, you know, the flatbreads. I've never Uh had... Spoon pizza. Spoon pizza. Well, hey, it's a it's a it's a delicatessen by Joey Gladstone. Spoon yeah. pizza. <laughs> so later that night, uh, we are in DJ and Stephanie's room, and it's nighttime. Once again, we hear this monster noise. Stephanie sits up in bed and states, "They're back." But now even DJ seems a little nervous about this yeah. noise. Steph asks if she can sleep in DJ's bed, and DJ agrees. Concerned that the monster is waiting under her bed to eat her feet. Stephanie concocts a plan to get over to DJ's bed by hopping on her toy chest, throwing DJ a jump rope, and having DJ reel her over to her bed. I was so excited to do that. That was such a fun. I was like, yes, this is amazing. And also, the first thought when she's like, can I sleep in your bed? Immediately, I was like, but the monster under the bed. I was like, you can't jump out. And then she's like, but what if it's under? I was like, thank you. 
See, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Steph is thinking of all possibilities. Yes, and she's yep. doing her own stunts. Like this is you need your stunt. Yeah, I mean, you're always doing really stunts do. in this bedroom I, too. I, you know, you've moved from the curtain. Rod. Tom Cruise would be nowhere without me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, actors that became stunt people. That's yeah. I it was the, at I the age of five. It's very impressive. Yep. Yep. Very impressive. So DJ notes that Stephanie forgot to turn off the light, but right then they hear that monster noise again. Steph says, forget the light, run for your life. So the girls run out of the bedroom and into the hallway where they're screaming for help. Jesse comes out of his room to catch a running Stephanie, and Danny enters from the stairwell, which bumped me because where is Danny's Where's bedroom? Danny's, be- Danny's bedroom has always it's been on the bu- other Right. It's like well, the maybe, ca- where the camera, the camera POV. That's where I thought Danny's right. bedroom maybe, is. Maybe, maybe, again. Is it on the first the, floor? It, Narnia of a house. It, it, maybe Danny wasn't asleep. Maybe it's not that late because oh. the kids are, you know what I mean? Like maybe it was like 10 o'clock, Danny's watching. Wait, didn't he True. say he's doing something? He's like watching something oh. or putting editing, maybe. Or maybe I just admitted maybe. that. But yeah, I feel like. Well, he's carrying a book. He's carrying a book, which yeah. I also thought was odd if it's like the middle of the night. So maybe he's downstairs I think it's, reading. I'm, I'm going to go with it's like 10, 1030 when okay. kids would be asleep for bedtime, but adults would be like, thank God they're asleep for bedtime and I can actually have some peace and quiet now. Okay. I buy right. that. I buy okay. that. Let's go with that. Um, so DJ asks Jesse to go get the monster since he's a creepy, crawly killer. And Jesse responds, I am a pest control specialist. Thank you. Jesse, complaining that the exterminator never gets to be the hero in movies, goes into the girl's bedroom. Stephanie asks if she can sleep in Danny's bed tonight, but Danny is unsure about this. And then we flip to DJ and Stephanie's room. Danny is lying in DJ's bed, <laughs> flanked by DJ and Stephanie on each side. Yep. Yep. Been there. The scene made me really laugh. It was very funny. Oh, it's, it's so sweet. Um, Danny says that Jesse declared the room is monster-free, so he's only going to stay until they fall asleep. The girls are mostly already asleep, and Danny reminds them that a nice woman is coming over tomorrow to shoot the promo and about their family. The girls are now fast asleep, and Danny attempts to extract himself from their tangled limbs. But he only gets more stuck, so he decides to just make do with it and sleep right there, twister style. <laughs> I mean, it was so I was laughing. I'm like in my notes, I was like, every parent has done oh, yeah. the ninja crawl where you're like sliding out of bed and then and don't you have to just kind of don't wake the child and yeah. then you just kind of like stop because they start when you're like I have fallen asleep in the weirdest positions on the floor of my <laughs> kids bedrooms when they were little just such a mess it's very yeah. relatable because sleep yep. is such a precious commodity right and you're young just kids like, you're just like yeah and you're like I, you know what I will sleep like fine like Danny does he's just like yeah. I'm just gonna lean over and sleep on a what was it a like a Pound puppy or something that he puts oh, yes, under his head. Toy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, he. I. I get it. I get it. And you sleep however possible. We see the cute little red lips phone um, oh. from DJ's when she's on the phone. It's like sitting there. Oh yeah. Oh, that phone. I love it's that. So phone. iconic. The lip phone. Yep. Love that phone. I need to get. I need to get that phone. So the next day, uh, Joey and Jesse are changing Michelle in the bathroom, and they're practicing different hairstyles on her, like Madonna, Brigitte Nelson, Pebbles Flintstone. They ultimately decide that just a simple bow is the way to go. Um, also, when they mention Brigitte Wilson, mm-hmm. flash forward oh. to, <gasps> didn't Dave do Surreal Life? Yeah, with And Brigitte live in the Nelson. house with Brigitte Nielsen. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is very- Foreshadowing. I for- feel like that's happened a few times where, yeah. Yep. Like unplanned foreshadow. Like it didn't, they didn't mean to foreshadow, but yeah, you're right. It's this right. weird 
Time warp. This full house it's, time I'm warp. I'm telling you, it's some sort of weird like manifestation wheel of time thing going on with this Thank house. You. I'm gonna I'm going with that now. I'm gonna create yeah. a whole backstory. I, I'm um, gonna jump on yeah. this bandwagon with you. And it's why I the tanners it. have aged so well. It's like yeah. it's just a it's yeah. The, the, yeah, it's the fountain of youth and a time warp and a yep. Narnia yep. closet, like all of it just wrapped mm-hmm. into one. One yes. big house. Wow. This is my my new fanfic. I'll be posting it online. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so Jesse and Joey ultimately decide that just a simple bow is the way to go. Jesse holds Michelle's hair in a ponytail while Joey ties the bow. But of course, Joey gets Jesse's finger trapped in the bow. And Michelle, in an unscripted moment, shakes her head no and then grins the biggest, cutest so grin. So th- I get, like, I started being like, oh, I get why people I, must right. have fallen in love with Like, they were just so... Yeah. Giggly and fun and cute. Although I think it, a lot of the ones we've seen so far have been Mary Kate. Oh, she was. Which the, I want to call her by the name that I called her when she was little. Would you call I her? Call, when I used she was to little. call her. Remember, we used to call her Cotto Bird. Cotto Bird. I don't remember. Cotto Bird. Yeah. Mary, yeah. What Kato. is that a reference to? I don't. You know. don't even know. It's just, just a thing. Mary, it was just a thing. We're like, hey, Cotto. Like Mary Aww. Kate became Ka- Mary Mary Cotto, and oh. then like Cotto Bird. I don't know. Candace. Is that where the Candace Candace thing came from? Too. You know, let's just weird, mispronounce everyone's names. The weird Kate. family nicknames that you have yeah. for each other, mud and you know yeah. whatever. Okay, but yeah, Kato Bird. I just Kato remember Bird. when she was little. Aww. That was yeah. Oh, but I, you're it right. Probably I'm, came from John or something. Yeah, it's a little nickname. Yeah. Um, but she was so she's cute so cute and giggly and like these little unscripted moments that keep happening are just. I can see why the audience fell in love with her back. Yeah. In, but back in the day when we were ten and five, we were like, oh, "What's the big deal about this baby?" Like babies weren't interesting or cool to us at that age i love but i can see what the audience was like oh well we were also usually off stage and we were and it was more so like you know when when you're five and ten you're like can't the baby do the thing right just waiting around for the baby right yeah 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 but i'm i'm falling for it like i'm I'm like i'm I'm a sucker i'm I'm a a sucker sucker for a cute little baby i get it so at this moment we hear the monster noise again and jesse says i have to hear where it's coming from be quiet it sounds like a baby werewolf, sort of. It's a weird noise. I don't even know how to describe it. Is it what a ferret makes? Well, it must be. Or I don't I don't know. Right, I, because I, sticking to truth is something that we've done on this show forever. <laughs> right. It, it's gotta be. If it's a, that's has to be the sound. <laughs> that must be the sound. I I mean I I'm not very educated on, on ferret language, but yeah, that must be. I don't know. Let's I'm just, gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this okay. up. And, okay, you look yeah. this up. I'll continue. I this feel like recap. the ferret though is the. It's like the little magical. Um, it's sort of like the the magical elf thing of the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? If this house is Narnia, the ferret mm. is the is the little animal that is possessed by something. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you're you're really. You I'm are, telling you, I'm going for this whole fanfic thing. I am hanging on to this theory. Yes, you're going it's Halloween. Deep. I'm I'm excited. You're right. You're right. It's it's that time of year. So Jesse walks over to one of the air vents on the wall. He kneels down and listens, and he determines that it's a North American silver-footed ferret, adult male, two and a half pounds. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Very specific. He is a pest control specialist, indeed. He is. He's now. He's, I see why Brianna was like. <laughs> Take me now. I mean, I can only imagine what he did with the termites, you know? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so he runs out of the bathroom. Joey puts Michelle back on the changing table and shows her her reflection in a mirror. And Michelle oh. beams at she the sight so of her cute. own reflection. It's just so cute. Right? It's so cute. Oh. 
you can't write this stuff. The baby right? just does it. The baby right? performs or doesn't. And the and she was performing. God, be a baby and just beam when you look in the mirror. Aww. You know, I know. <laughs> those days so are gone. Proud of herself. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Okay. So the doorbell rings uh, in the living room, and Jesse is rushing downstairs on his way to the garage to find the ferret monster. <laughs> DJ and Stephanie answer the door, and we meet the TV lady who is there to film Danny's promo. And Jody, your blue sweater here, I don't know what's on. Is this a skunk? It's a skunk. Or a poo- it's a skunk. It's a skunk. Okay. And it says, handle with care. Oh, oh. It's yeah. one of those 3D sweaters again. That, that it's another 3D another sweater. 3D sweater. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> and yeah, it, it says handle with care. And I really feel like we need to get Dave an adult size sweatshirt of that skunk <gasps> that says handle with care on it. Yes. Because if anyone needs a sweatshirt like that, it's Dave Coulier. Yeah, the odiferous Dave the- Coulier. Ooh, ooh. 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 This oh, is, I'm going 27 on that one. That's, that's a 27. You know, Odiferous? You come to How Rude Tanneritos, wow. you, get, you, you, co- you walk away with a language lesson, you, semantics. Yep, you and, yeah, you come to learn about the show, you leave with an English degree, thanks right. to Andrea Barber. Right, <laughs> yeah, here, here we go. Uh, so the TV lady asks the girls to smile, and then they, she asks her to hang up her coat, which DJ just sort of places on top of the playpen. And then the TV lady introduces herself as Ronnie, which is short for Veronica. DJ replies, I'm DJ, which is short for Donna Joe. And Stephanie says, I'm Stephanie. I'm just short. <laughs> which I we mean, saw earlier with you grabbing onto Bob's leg. Right, yes, Very exactly. short. I'm short. Uh, so Ronnie continues to examine the house for good camera angles, and the girls follow her and copy her, like, framing framing the shots, hand movements. Right. Yeah, cute. that's what, the, if people are wondering, it's not, she's not trying to figure out which hand is her left. Oh, uh, oh right. She the is distinction. actually, yeah. She's looking at that's something that like, you know, is sort of a, a directory thing. It's a directory that, a directory thing. Yeah. don't necessarily do it, but they will sometimes be like, okay, I want to see, you know, whatever. But she, yeah. it's a very exaggerated sort of moment. But it's yeah, kind of just, like the lighting so people guys. aren't like, she's not like, wait, which way is left? No, she's yeah, 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 yeah. And the lighting guys will do that too. They'll come in and they'll like hold hold equipment up. Oh, like, well, yeah, testing like the uh, light. The Greg light used to do when he'd come over and he'd just come over and like kind of saunter up, like right mm. as you're about to roll and hold a thing over your face and, and be then like, squint oh, okay. up, up at the, yeah. the rafters. Turn yeah. that up a little. Right, right. All those memories. Uh, so next we're in the garage and Jesse is digging around trying to locate the ferret monster and he's wearing a catcher's mitt. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Right? Uh, for, uh, I'm for just saying. Ferret? I mean, the ferret isn't Well, A, for a, a ferret, ball. but also for a pest control specialist. Oh. Uh, I, I feel like... Although I guess he, look, he's working with what he's got. He's on the. Yeah, he's he yeah. is trying to. I mean, you can't. You know, if, when you're chasing a ferret, you, there's time no time to go to your truck or motorcycle and get your toolbox. No, you You've gotta got to get a catcher's mitt and get that ferret. <laughs> so, yeah. So Joey comes downstairs and asks, "Who are you trying to catch, Phil Necro?" And I looked this up. He was. I'm gonna say, is that a a a, a like a baseball catcher yes yes he well not a catcher he was a pitcher he a pitcher. Um, there you go he was an american baseball player uh for the atlanta braves the oh, cleveland the braves. indians okay. also the yankees he's generally regarded as the greatest knuckleball pitcher of all time huh. the more okay. you know all right the more you know see there you go so jesse says he left his tools in the car oh okay so that explains okay, the catcher the explanation mitt. all right right got jesse it, got left it. his tools in the car but in order to catch a ferret you must become one with the ferret and Joey does a ferret impression. <laughs> so they hear the ferret again, and Jesse runs around the garage. Joey asks Jesse, what are you going to do with the ferret? 
And uh, Jesse, but, by the way, uh, incoming news: oh, the ferret noise mean? is not exactly uh, correct. Oh, it's not. According to no, according uh, to uh, our our great and wonderful producer Chrissy, she says the ferret noise is not exactly exact mm, to the ones that she just listened to. So maybe some ferret out there makes this noise, but not. Most of them. That's it. I want my money back. This show right. between I'm the garage, that's, Joey's I, place, that, and the ferret noise. Now. If we're not having real ferret noises, I give up. I give up. Uh, so Joey says, what are you going to do with the ferret? And Jesse replies, he's moving the ferret one step up into his spiritual enlightenment. Mm. Joey, who's worried about the fate of the ferret, slyly opens the garage door in an attempt to let the ferret escape. Then he starts singing, born free which is the theme song from a wildlife drama of the same name, 1966. There's all these references that I never got until I actually just looked them up. Well, they're all references now that I realize that like our 30-year-old writing staff at mm -hmm. the time was like, let's throw back to this. And now it's yeah. funny because, you know, that's it's old news. Yeah. It's old, yeah. yeah old yeah. news. So Jesse shakes off Joey and determines that the ferret escaped right into the crawl space. Jesse grabs a ladder and climbs up into the crawl space. Crawl space? We're in where, the garage right. below the living room. So where does the, where crawl, is the crawl space? space? You're right. How are you getting into what? a crawl space? Is it between the living room and the garage, there's like a secret compartment. There's a I don't, no. What? Yeah. That's I'm not confused. a thing. That's not a thing. I have questions and and, and We're not also, in the attic. They should have moved this scene to the attic. Right? That would have made yeah. more sense. I was like, wait, is he crawling into the attic? No, we're no. in the basement or right. in the garage. Yeah. It yeah. was, there's a whole lot going on here. Also, uh, relatively clean because Jesse comes down with not a bit of dust on him. Oh, so, true, true. So somebody's been cleaning that crawl space, which makes me wonder oh. what's in the crawl space. Yeah. Is that where Danny like does his secret cleaning routines to fulfill that need? I don't oh. know. Where, I mean, where's Pam? I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just oh. saying. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> you kidding. went there. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. That was a terrible joke. Well, no. But, hey, you know. let's go. Why not? We're we're on episode 12. Like, we can go there. We can go right? there now. We, right? We're our grieving. We've done 12 episodes of grieving. 12 now episodes we can make, Now we're we can fine. make jokes about Pam. Um, so, Jesse, he's climbing into the crawl space. Um, and Joey, who's still cheering for this ferret to escape, moves the ladder so that Jesse can't get down. He says that they need to have a talk, and then he tries to get Jesse to agree to release the ferret into a safe environment after he catches him. Jesse makes fun by saying he'll move him into a little ferret condo, and then he starts to climb down using Joey's shoulders. At this very moment, Stephanie, DJ, and Ronnie come down to the garage to find Jesse upside down, hanging from the crawl space and using Joey's shoulders as support. Hello, they both say simultaneously, and Ronnie responds, I'm in trouble. Boy, is she. If this is who she has to work with. Right? She's in I trouble. Was, but I was wondering, though, how was Jesse planning on getting down? Because I, it's not going to work out well. Mm. The ladder's got to come back. The ladder's got to come back. Why is Ronnie saying she's in trouble? I mean, I feel these, like... They're bozos. They're bozos. Because oh, like, that's never worked out in the history of television to have <laughs> idiots on television. Hey. Are you kidding? A TV that, producer would be thrilled. They'd be like, this is great. This is content. <laughs> this yes. is content. Right. <laughs> Or maybe that's just like post-real-world yeah. reality TV. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's it. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, So we come back from a commercial break. We're in the living room where Donnie, Donnie, sorry, where Ronnie is finishing setting up the promo. It's not new kids. It's not new kids. I have new kids on the brain. Sorry, I'm getting ready for the cruise. So I'm thinking I got Donnie Wahlberg on the brain. Um, So Danny walks in from the front door and Ronnie says, great, you're here. Let's go. She is Miss No Nonsense. Right? Veronica, excuse me, Ronnie. Ronnie. Calm down. She's she's a little high strung, I have to admit. Joey, who has been taking down the last planet from the alcove, tells Danny that Ronnie thought that he should move out. You know, I 
I gotta admit, like I, I miss the alcove. Like seeing this again, like I miss. It looks Joey naked. B. I'm it like, looks you know, naked. I, I look at it and it's I go, "It's not right." I I liked it better with the mannequin. Yeah, I miss I miss I, Manny. And I never thought I'd say that. I miss the planet. I miss Manny. I miss the potato head. I miss the cot. I miss all of it. <sighs> Olive oil. Yeah. Popeye. Yeah. The weird parrot. I miss the, it all. <laughs> I do too. I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. So Joey says, you know, this is fine, but Danny doesn't agree. He asks Ronnie, "Don't you think Joey is important?" Ronnie replies that Joey is essential because he's going to be holding the cue cards. I mean, it is an essential job. I I was going to say, if you've ever had to do something, you need someone to hold the cue cards. Yeah. Very important. Very important. Uh, Ronnie says that she's going to set Danny apart from the crowd. She's going to sell his family with class, style, and sophistication. She shoes Danny outside so he can make his entrance on camera. Ronnie yells, action! And Danny enters and reads the cue cards. He says, ciao, family, which he questions immediately. Then Ronnie seats him on the couch and says, cue Da Vinci. Da Vinci is a very large white poodle who jumps into Danny's lap. When the dog came, I was like, oh, a pre-comet yeah. faux dog. It's a, It was adorable. I'm a poodle lover. Right? I've got a, a mini poodle of my own, so I was so excited Very to cute see dog, dog, adorable. Yeah. Dog was very well focused on the trainer. Who I wear, was watching, I whenever see, yes. I see animals now, they're like, just you can just see them looking <laughs> right to the focused. left of the lens. Like, yes, yeah, they're treat, like, treat, where's treat, my treat? treat. Right. Uh, but <laughs> so very great. cute dog. Um, so cute. But where did the dog run off to? Who did the dog run off to? When well, they're like, your dog dog is done, then the dog yeah. is Ronnie is sends him away and he just runs he through just, the wall. Well, he got in his cab and he was like, I'm out. See you later. Got my check. Got my day rate. See See you guys. Right. So DJ and Stephanie enter the room wearing matching long black skirts, white tops, pearl necklaces, and carrying string instruments, the violin and the cello. Oh, I was so excited to carry that cello. I always wanted to play the cello. I'm impressed with you. Like, you're very strong. You're carrying lots of large objects in these episodes, and now you're carrying a cello. I'm very, very impressed. Thank you. It's, um, <laughs> it's your, all your hit workouts you did at the age all, of five. I mean, yeah, it was, you know, all the stunt work I did really yes, it built up my upper body strength. You know, when you've got to suspend yourself from curtains and reel yourself across <laughs> oh, on yeah. a toy chest. That's a lot of upper body you get, strength. You build up the guns, you know. <laughs> so DJ and Stephanie speak in formal, awkward language like, oh, father, how excellent to see you. Papa. And we miss you, Papa. Papa is Papa. so funny. <laughs> I think I was, and I remember Brian Kale giving me like a oh. note. He did? Because I think I was saying, yes, Papa. And he was like, no, no, no. Do it like Papa. And and I was like, okay. I, you know, any excuse to be ridiculous and fancy. So that, yeah. Yeah. That was very into the pronouncement. Great note and a great pronunciation. Right? Yeah. And I, addiction, very important. The diction. A plus addiction here. Papa. Papa. Ronnie cues the housekeeper and in walks Jesse, wearing a tuxedo vest and carrying a silver tea tray. Tea time for the Tanners, he says with a fake British accent. He offers tea to the girls and says, Buffy, Jody, what? Do you know what that's from? No. Buffy and Jody uh, were two characters on Eight is Enough. Oh. Uh, one of the characters was named Jody, and and mm. they would, uh, there was also like a whole thing like, good night, Jody, good night, Buffy, good night, whatever. Oh. Um, but that was a joke that uh, they made a lot because they could say my name. Yeah. Okay. But as a character name. And I, if you see, if you watch John say Buffy, Jody, I like get so giggly because I'm you like, do? my real name. <laughs> yeah. Very it's good. like, yeah, he's, it's like he's, right. He's doing something wrong. He's calling you right. by your real name, not by right. your character oh, yeah. name. And so. by the way, I have not, as I've been watching these, I have noticed like how much I'm just like, 
what's going on over there by those cameras? Okay. <laughs> just not paying like, attention. It just, well, no, I'm paying attention to everything as usual. And okay. so I'm like, just, what's up? What are they doing? What are, <laughs> I can constantly see myself looking offset. It's very funny. Oh, Jody. Oh, Jody. Yes. Uh, so Joey says, now you know why I didn't fight too hard to stay in this thing. <laughs> Danny asks, okay, what does any of this have to do with my family? Ronnie ignores him and cues the baby Michelle. In walks a child who is definitely not Michelle. She's about three no. or f- no, she's three or four years old. She's got dark hair, and she says, "Hi, she's Daddy." Asian. <laughs> yes, she does. It was. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, yeah. that that is not that, Michelle. But she's wearing was, the same outfit as you and DJ. Like she's right. dressed the same with the pearls and the long right. skirt. You know, right. there's definitely like a triplet thing happening here. Uh, so naturally, Danny is confused, and he's like, "Who is this child?" Yeah, I would also be like, "I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't what." Um, and Ronnie replies that that the girl is playing the role of Danny's adopted daughter. We thought it would be great for your image, she says. And Danny sends the little girl back into the kitchen because adoptees are props. Really, like, really, you know, like like this, this of Ronnie, as, Ronnie as one. I was like, yeah, th- this is a lot of work that she has put into this this fake promo. Ronnie is, you know? I, I don't know, I, Ronnie is doing some things. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't got, know how Ronnie got this job in the first place because she's not really great at it. Not impressed. Not impressed with her. Yeah. And Danny asks the guys, he's like, why are you going along with this charade? And Jesse responds that they knew the promo was very important to him, so they wanted to play along. Ronnie explains that television news is very competitive and you got to do something different. Danny stands up for himself and says he is proud of who they are. He has a loving family and friends who are willing to do anything to help out. He states that he's going to direct this thing himself while Ronnie gets to hold the cue cards. Ha! Take that, Ronnie. After the commercial break, it's later that night. And, um, wait a minute. And you're, you're, I'm no, we haven't order. gotten there yet. No, I'm out of order. Oh, no, wait, no, we're right. We're right. They come, we come back for, she, she makes the pouty face with the, with the cue cards. Oh, She's like, oh, womp, oh. Womp. and then commercial, cut to commercial break. We come back and now we're watching the, the now you're watching we, the promo. It's intercut. We're intercut. Which means that okay. we're watching the family in real time, and then we're cutting between what the family is seeing on the screen, which is yes. when we go to different locations. Yeah. That's that's it. That's why I was confused. There I'm like, why, where the are we? Is it intercut? The old yeah. intercut. I love a good intercut. Yes. Right. Um, and Kimmy's there. And I, I was watching invited. the promo. Yes, Gibbler is there watching the promo with the family. I don't know why yep. I'm there. I don't have any lines, but I'm just excited because to be you were included. probably legally required to be in at least two scenes to get yeah. paid for the week. No. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. They're like, let's just throw That's her. They're in like, this I scene. don't know. Put her in. Sit her there. Yeah, put her yeah. there. Don't give her lines. We just put her there. So um, we're watching the promo on the Tanner TV. Danny walks in the front door. Danny goes to the girls' room where they're doing their homework at that tiny table. <laughs> and the girls are wearing these giant, uh, these giants baseball caps and smiling cutely at the camera. Wonder how much those are worth? Yeah, right. Like seven hundred dollars. Put those on cap. eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and the banners, the little felt banners. Oh yeah, they had the here. little pen- pennants or whatever they're yeah. called. Was uh, this show? Were we sponsored by I'm the San Francisco Giants? I'm wondering. We, There's a lot I, of merch. I, good lord! I mean, we really lean into the San Francisco of it. Now I get yeah. why the the show is so. It's you know. Full house. The it's San everywhere Francisco you look. Treat. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's the giants are everywhere you look in this show, at least. it's de- We're definitely in San Francisco. Um, and the girls remind the audience to watch their dad do the sports at 4, 6, and 10, which is very late for him to be working, but that's okay. People need their sports. Because we've never worked late with our kids before. Oh, true. Okay, show. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, and that's, you know, that, that's why he has Joey and Jesse. 
yeah. biz. Yep. It's very yeah, long it working hours. Very long. Uh, next, we're in Michelle's room. Jesse and Joey have Michelle on the changing table, and Danny makes introductions to the camera. And he says that Jesse has a rock band named Jesse Cochran and the Rippers. We have, a, I always just thought it was Jesse and the Rippers. Well, I think it is. Jesse Cochran. At, no, he says Jesse Cochran, Cochran and the Rippers. He does say yeah. that. So, and I think they dropped the Cochran when well, John changed the name. <laughs> right. Because Jesse Katsopoulos and the Rippers is just a mouthful. You know what I mean? That's just, yeah, yeah nobody It doesn't that. flow. It doesn't flow. Yeah. So I agree with that change. But this and is I always the felt first... like Cochran and Cockroach were just too, too similar. similar. Yeah. yeah. Jesse yeah. Cockroach. I mean, that's what he should have gone with. Jesse Cockroach? Control company. Jesse, oh, man. Jesse Cockro- Cockroach Cochran. You know what I mean? He would have been booked solid, you know? Yep. Jesse and the Cockroaches. <laughs> uh, so Joey does a baby voice for Michelle, and DJ asks for a raise in her allowance. The family waves at the camera, and that's the promo. And back, in the, uh, back on the couch, the family, in real time, is applauding enthusiastically. Yay. Yay. DJ again asks for a raise in her allowance, and Stephanie says they might receive 18 letters tomorrow. Oops. <laughs> Danny leads the family into the kitchen to celebrate with ice cream, but we hear the ferret again. Jesse runs over to the bay window, where at last he retrieves this ferret, a white and gray, long, furry animal. Is this a real—this must have been a real ferret. Like, I don't know where you rent one of these things, but— like the well, of course it was a real ferret. Did you think it was a fake ferret? It's not an no. animatronic ferret. No, but like, where do you? Who do you call to say, "Hey, animal trainer, Here's, just bring me your nearest ferret"? You know, this is not a. You, it's not a dog ferrets or are a cat. pets. They, that's the well, thing. They are pets. Yeah. Well, not legally in California, oh, but oh, you. But okay. our, my neighbor across the street had a ferret when I was a kid, oh. and they are stinky. Ooh, I bet. Terrible little creatures. They really aren't that great. They're rodents. Yeah, yeah they're like. Well, they're may, like I could hamsters. be wrong. Again, I'm gonna go into my. Poor zoological fact here, okay. but okay. they are rodents, mm-hmm. little ferret things, you know, uh, and minks are the female oh. version, oh. which we make coats out of. Oh. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they, more than likely that ferret that's in the Tanner household is someone's pet because there's, wow. I just don't think there's a large population of random wild ferrets running around San Francisco. No, no. I, I, I it's probably, I, I think it's, it. It's someone's pet. It's got to be someone's it's, pet. It's got to be someone's pet. You know, rats but, are dirty and nobody wants right. to see a rat. You know, but a ferret's kind of cuddling. Right, no one wants to see a rat, but a ferret is a more acceptable version yeah. of a rodent. Okay. But I have to say, mm. the monster timeline of the ferret, like that bee story was a mm. little, and I'm, I I may be, you know. Oh no, tell me, tell wrong me. Here. I just, it was kind of, it felt like a meh payoff. You oh, know what okay. I mean? It felt so, like a... Like, I was wondering, I was like, why did yeah. we write the ferret storyline? I don't know. I mean, there was that, that physical comedy bit in the garage where, you know, Jesse's in the crawl space upside down. So maybe it was to have a funny bit between Joey and Je- I don't know. I, I guess. It was weak. Also, I agree. It was a weak storyline. Also breaking news, hmm. uh, according to our wonderful fact re- oh. uh, producer, Chrissy, ferrets aren't rodents. Oh. They're actually part of the weasel family. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's they better or worse. Don't, well, they don't meet the requirements for being a rodent, which includes having continuously growing incisors, which is why rats have to chew on things because oh. their teeth constantly grow. Wow. Which I did I not, not know I, that. Yeah. You know a lot about Random I'm reading animals. from a fact. Don't that, that's <laughs> but I do know that that's why rats have to like chew on things because they they will their teeth keep growing. Interesting, um, which is why they bite pretty painfully. But yeah, um, mm. weasels. 
Weasels. No. Weasels. All right. But yeah, it just felt like a weird B storyline of like a, a loose weasel, you know? Yeah, I thought it would I thought it would come to a, a more dramatic ending of a weasel or the ferret right. chasing around the house or something, but no, he just lifts it out. And from- to be honest, it really it really the timeline of it was the the loose ferret and the weasel thing. Yeah. Really was the thing that threw us off with Joey's room. So I, I just feel like the weasel was a it was a an odd choice. Yeah, it was, an but odd we choice. did have now two animals. We had we a two a animals poodle and a, a poodle and a weasel. Or oh. excuse me, a poodle and a ferret. A poodle and a ferret. I love it. I lo- you know just not not your average animal with a ferret and even the the big standard poodle. You don't see those. Yeah. those are, it's normally a joke dog. Like though that they. Well, they're usually groomed. The prissy poodle. They're usually prissy. Right. 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 This was, one was very fluffy. It was more like a doodle. Uh, in yeah, in my opinion, but it was um, Da Vinci the Doodle. Da Vinci the Doodle. Oh, Aww. so cute, so cute. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they back, they, to, back to ferrets. And, they get uh, the weasels. ferret. Jesse promises Joey that he's going to take the ferret to Big Sur and set him free in a safe way. Joey is relieved, and the guys exit to the kitchen while once again singing "Born Free" as free as the wind blows. So, and that's our Jessie- show. Jesse picks up this thing with no gloves yes. and takes it into the kitchen where they're eating dinner. Yes. Well, the catcher's mitt is probably back down in the Mr. garage. Mr. Pest Control Specialist is playing fast and loose here. With, he is. With an unknown, potentially rabid ferret. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I wouldn't hire him. I wouldn't hire him as my, uh, my pest control specialist, that's for sure. Well, I, mean, I don't know how much pests he's controlling, but he's... <laughs> Doing a lot of other things on the job, so maybe the ferret's the least of his problems. He's just trying to get the women. He just wants right, yeah, to exactly. exterminate these women's houses so then he can have a date. There That's the purpose of his job. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that, oh, also, Everywhere you look. Tell us your, what, do you have an everywhere you look moment? Well, I week? did have, I had an everywhere you look moment, um, but it's not one that we sort of haven't had before. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Which is... Everywhere you look, Joey is again mm. wearing double swatch watches. Oh, he is? Oh, he's again so it's a, it's wearing a, double swatches. He's he's very committed to that look. That's that you know, it's a part of his geometric shaped shirt, cartoon shirts. Right. Look yeah. at me, I'm so wacky. I've got two watches. Okay. Well, hey, he can so, pull yeah. it off. He's the one character that really can pull That's it the, off. That was the that was the everywhere you look moment for me. Okay. Uh, and what else, what was I've the other? One. I've got one. I've got one. And it blew my mind. I don't even think also, you noticed. John's pronunciation of senor is hilarious because oh. he keeps calling it senior ferret. <laughs> so does? it's just an old ferret. <laughs> he's like senior ferret. And it's supposed right. to be senior. It's supposed oh, to be dear. senior ferret. But he's like senior ferret. And Where I'm is like, Brian As opposed Kale? to junior <laughs> ferret. Right. Or sophomore ferret. Right. <laughs> And Freshman I can just ferret, see Brian yeah. Kale chasing after John, trying to get him to pronounce it the right like, way. And John's just like, I don't know. He's not listening to him. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happened. Right. <laughs> well, my everywhere you look moment. Ooh, I was ooh, very excited you about this. Okay, so Jody, the sweatshirt that <gasps> you're wearing in the last scene when we're all watching the promo on the couch. Right, right, right. With the little like TVs on it. Yes. I wore that sweatshirt in episode three, back to school, or the first day of school, I Kimmy was wearing that. Oh my god! And you you're know wearing what else? the exact same sweatshirt. In the next episode, I think in the next episode, I'm wearing a repeat of something. This it's was again the first like twelve episodes. We were probably oh. reusing wardrobe because yeah. you're on a budget. You didn't get picked up full for a full season, so yeah. it was it was like real people where you actually have to wear <laughs> things repeatedly. Um, 
like a normal house. But yeah. I didn't know that that was your sweatshirt. It was because I was sweatshirt. thinking I was wearing it, and I was like, "It's so cute on Steph. Mm-hmm. Like it's all big and baggy and very." Yeah. Now I know why because it, it was, was yours. <laughs> Thanks. Oh yeah. Thanks, I Kimmy. Was- I was, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I think I wore that. And then I went and looked, I went back to episode three and looked and I'm like, yep, that is the exact same sweatshirt. Well. Sharing clothes from an well, early age. you know, maybe, yeah, Kimmy and Steph, you know, she was like, hey, can I borrow your sweatshirt? Mm. Or maybe she stole it. She probably stole it. I mean, remember, this is the start of our frenemyship. So That's I think. That's true. Maybe, maybe you we know were, what? We were close maybe enough to Steph share Maybe Steph borrowed it. She was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then. She spilled something on it oh, and ruined it. Cream. And then Kimmy, and that was right. Yeah. And that was like part of it too. It was like this little kid. And this then, little yeah. kid spilling stuff on my sweatshirt. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. Origin story of the frenemy ship <laughs> right here, people. It all started with a sweatshirt. <laughs> so not a bad episode. Not a bad episode. The A storyline was Our very great. first promo. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we ever had a, our very second promo, no. but our very first one okay. went pretty well. It went pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah. Not bad. I'm glad Danny took over and didn't let Ronnie run the show. No, Ronnie, Ronnie, I, and I got to say, Ronnie is coming into a house. You could have played the sympathy card with the mom gone. Oh, yes. And the, Why didn't Come she on, do that? Lean into the emotion and the story, Ronnie. Yeah, no, no. Instead, she was, she's she buying was a, costumes uh, yeah. and hiring actors, yeah. little child actors to play no, Michelle. No, I feel you like know. she was. Uh, I, I don't think Ronnie made it very long at Channel Eight after that. I think. No. I think they were like, you know what, you are just not getting the vibe, Ronnie. Yeah. Well, maybe this bad. is setting up for Wake Up San Francisco next season or whenever that is. Right. With Becky and, and Dan. Right. You know, That's Ronnie, Ronnie never would have gotten that job. She's no, terrible at no, her job. No, but this is where this is where San Francisco fell in love with Danny Tanner. Aww. And that's how he wound up on Wake Up San Francisco. Yeah. I buy that. Figuring it all out. I buy Put that. The pieces together. Wow. We've put a lot together this episode. We've, we have. We have a lot of explanations. Maybe they're correct. Maybe they're not. Does it matter? No, it doesn't Does, matter. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It can be whatever we want it to be. Yeah. Just like the size of the backyard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Our shape-shifting opinions. Yes. To go with yes, the shape-shifting exactly. backyard. Yes. <laughs> well, A.B., Jody, it's been a pleasure yes. doing our first promo. And this was it was so exciting to finally see Kimmy back oh, in another episode. Thank you're God. not in that many in this first, uh, no. these first I'm only in. I'm only in five total in season one. So now we've knocked out two of them. I, but you made it so worth it with your delivery of the poltergeist line. They're so. back. I do. Yes. Right. I. I. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna call you yeah. in the middle of the night. They're back. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, no, not again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, and we will be back next mm. week for another episode. Uh, but in the meantime, if you have comments, suggestions. Uh, fanfic narnia related ideas <laughs> feel free to uh, go ahead and email us at howrudepodcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on instagram at howrudepod and uh yeah make sure you leave comments make sure you're subscribing follow the podcast we love having you guys here we're so excited that we get to do this every week mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's so much fun and remember ferrets aren't rodents they're weasels weasels Yep. If you if you take nothing else away from this episode, take away the fact that ferrets are weasels. Yep. And Fun the word fact. odiferous. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and wow. with that. Wow. An educational podcast, ladies and it, gentlemen. Yep. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> you are welcome. And remember, the world is big. The world. No, the world nope. is small. Not the world is big. See, I was going to remember. I was telling myself it. that. Remember, you I did. came up you with this. It. You came up with this phrase and now you're And you it. think I that means I remember something? <laughs> <laughs>
I appreciate your confidence in me, but yeah, no. You, all right, take two. Take two. Ready? Take two. Yes. The world is small, but the house is full. Yes, that's it. You Yay! did it. You did it. Yay, Jody Sweeten. <laughs> Are you sure? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, Does the world. The world. It's a small world. The world is small, but, but the, the house, house is full. full, like full of people and full of because it, love. Because it's small. I, I don't know. You made it up. I thought you knew what <laughs> <Okay>. the meaning <laughs> was. I like it, though. I think, I Until think fa- next week, we'll be arguing like- about the meaning of this yes. and so many other things. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you guys next time on How Rude, Tanneritos. Mm-hmm. Adios, Fanneritos. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.